Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. And a warm welcome to Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold. I'm going to have a fantastic hour coming up with Beverly Kinnear. She's in studio, and we're going to talk about uh, hearing God's voice. You know, most people want to hear God's voice, especially when they're facing a decision. You know, if only God would speak to me, and I would know exactly what direction to go on. And I think there are sometimes people that claim they've, they've heard God's voice, but really what they've heard are their own thoughts and desires. So we're going to try to sort all this out today. We want to make sure we're listening to God's and only hearing his voice. And, and uh, we're going to ask all kinds of questions today. And if you have a question about hearing from God, let us know what it is. 877-933-2484. I think it's a big topic for all of us. And I'm looking forward to uh, what Bev's going to share with us today. So let's take 60 seconds and get things started. During this Christmas holiday season, with the emphasis on lights, we're pointing to Jesus, the light of the world. And when you support Faith Radio, you're helping others see the light. Hi, Neil Stavum, manager of Faith Radio. The light of the gospel has been shining brightly through this ministry for over 70 years. Thanks to God's grace and the generosity of thousands of listeners supporting consistently and sacrificially so the message of hope in Christ can spread throughout our communities and now across the country and around the world through online listening in the Faith Radio app. If you found hope and help through the daily teaching of God's Word and want to see the light of Christ shining bright this Christmas season through Faith Radio, then join our support team with a gift today. Your Christmas gift will help us start the new year strong and effective as we continue to proclaim the good news. Our year-end fundraiser begins December 10th. So join us then or make your gift today online at myfaithradio.com or by calling 877-93-FAITH. And that walk-up music belongs to Bev Canaris. She's in studio with me. She taught Bible study fellowship for over 30 years and has now stepped aside from that, but loves to teach and mentor. And uh, she's become a regular guest on the show, and I love every time she comes in. Bev, welcome. Thanks, Bill. I'm excited about our topic today. Listening to God. That's a big one. It is a big one. And I remember when I was a new Christian, this was one of my first questions I had does God still speak today? So I went through the Bible, took my concordance, which has key words in it that you can look up in the text. And I went through everything from voice, speaking, all of these things, just to see what the Bible had to say about that very important question. So what did you learn? Well, (laughs) there is a lot of examples in the Bible. Almost every character in there had some way of hearing God, listening to God, Mm -hmm. and God speaking to them. So I'm just going to just call out a few here uh, to kind of back up. Anytime we have a big question like this, of course, we go to God's Word, the Bible, because that is 
the word. That is truth. That is what is to be our guidance as we talk about this listening to God. So let's go through these examples. Adam and Eve were in a garden, and they kind. Of, it seems like they had like a face-to-face, person-to-person uh, type relationship when he walked in the garden with them. He sought them out and found them. So that seemed to me to be a very person-to-person type relationship. Next, we move on to Abraham, and God told him to go to another place. It doesn't say how God spoke to him. It just says God spoke to him to leave and to go to the the land he had for them. But God did speak to him in a vision, and also he had three heavenly visitors that spoke to him and predicted the birth of his son. Jacob had a dream. God Mm -hmm. spoke to him through a dream. Joseph had dreams. We, We read about those. Moses had a burning bush. You know, God is so creative as to how he's going to get our attention when he wants to tell us something. Uh, Also, Moses, again, spoke face to face with God. And that was, uh, he had this tent of meeting and Mm -hmm. also on top of Mount Sinai where he he met with the Lord, which totally changed his countenance as he spoke to the Lord and listened. That's a very key point when we are in that listening and hearing God speak. It does transform us. Then we move on to Samuel, who was a young boy who was working as an assistant to a priest named Eli. And he was laying down one night, and he kept hearing his name, and he thought it was Eli calling him that he needed something. Finally, Eli said, go and lie down again and say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. I love that part of that verse right there. And if if you want to have a time of silence and listening before the Lord, That could even be your prayer. Speak, Lord. Mm -hmm. Your servant is listening. And then moving on to the early history of Israel, the first king of Israel, Saul, um, he heard from God through a priest, Samuel. Samuel called him, and then Samuel said there's going to be some signs of prophecy that's going to confirm God's word to you. And, of course, that did happen as he prophesied. David, what a wonderful example David is of of speaking to God, of listening to God. Psalm 143, 8. I have not noticed this verse until now. It says, show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. Wow, that's Mm. being a good listener. No kidding. Also, uh, David heard from the Lord through um, Nathan, the the prophet, when Mm -hmm. he had sinned um, with Bathsheba and then killed her her husband, uh, Nathan came to him and that brought David to repentance. So God has, you know, several ways of speaking to David there. Job, who went through such suffering, he was seeking answers from God. He wanted to hear from God. He was pounding at his doors in all of his suffering, but he didn't get the answers. But at the end of the book, oh yeah, God speaks. And you know what God reveals? Not why. He reveals who he is. And you know what? That was enough for Job. Mm -hmm. That was enough. Daniel, he had visions. Um, He had uh, angels speak to him. Isaiah had a vision of God and heaven. Uh, He said, I am a man of unclean lips. And then he, uh, God said, who shall I send? And he said, me. That was his uh, calling for him. Mary, the mother of Jesus, had an angel visit her and to tell her, uh, make this announcement at her annunciation. The apostle Paul, I love this one. He was on the road to Damascus. He was not seeking Jesus. Let me tell you, he was seeking to persecute Christians, but God can break in to any heart. Uh, Jesus's voice speaks to him. Um, He falls to the ground. Light floods him. He can't see. And he ends up um, blind and waiting 
for God to reveal his vision. And then Ananias is sent to Paul as he's laying there in his uh, blindness. Ananias was a Christian, and he resisted God. He heard God say to go to this Paul and put your hands on him and pray. And Ananias said, "Ah, God, you know who he is and how he persecutes Christians? He was real reluctant that this was something from God. But God said to go. So, you know, we can, too, have objections and and, uh, feel uncomfortable sometimes with what God might be asking us to do. So those, you know, that's just a small sampling. We could give so many more. It's a great sample. And I think of Moses, for example. You know, Moses had basically a, you know, a face-to-face with God. Yes. um, And yet he was still able to disobey. Mm -hmm. And God said, speak to the rock, and he took the staff and whacked it twice. Well, yes, that because we hear God speak to us through the Bible, through all the different ways we're going to talk about in a minute, um, that does not make us some kind of super saint it that doesn't. we're exempt from right. the sinful nature that is still with us. It's We're forgiven, right. but that sinful nature um, still can rear its ugly head yeah. at any time. We always need to be on guard. And Bev, when you said Saul uh, was knocked off his feet, I wondered if that wasn't something that God did pretty specifically knocked him down. Of course. You know what? Okay. Some of us need to be knocked down to I listen. I couldn't agree more. Right? Yeah. I we, remember, sometimes we try yeah. to be so gentle all the time. Yeah. No. Really, sometimes we use a good knocking down. I had a good knocking down. Yeah. I, I was forced into a depression by the Lord. And that was a knocking down from the Lord where I had to stop. He stopped me in my tracks and he said, okay, we've got to resolve this. Mm-hmm. And I had, I didn't know it, but I had in my heart a bucket an ugly bucket filled with unforgiveness. But he had to knock me down mm-hmm. before I would properly take care of it. Yeah. So he got your attention, didn't he? He got my attention. Mm-hmm. Just like the burning bush, who would think of that? But God's creative. He's not without resources. He can reach anybody in a unique method. I love all the variety. I love the create creative ways in which God has reached and spoken to, to people. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. We, he's not that predictable, is he? He, he can be a little oh, unsafe um, because he is sovereign, and that means he sees things from a totally different perspective. He sees things and has powers that we know nothing about. Um, so we always have to um, be on guard not to try to box him mm-hmm. in with God must only speak to me in this specific way. Because nothing is impossible for God. It's quite easy for him to have a bush completely on fire and not be consumed. Easy. That's so so simple. (laughs) It sounds so simple, but not to us. All right. I think this might be a good place to take a little uh, break. Uh, Beverly Canaris is my guest. We're talking about listening to God, hearing his voice. And does God still speak today? And what about us? Are we listening? Maybe that's what we have to do is be better listeners. If you have a question or a comment, let us know what it is. If we say something you'd like us to clarify, that's always uh, easy for us to do, I think. 877-933-933. 2484. We'll take a short break and be back in 90 seconds. to have Beverly Canaris in studio. We're chatting about uh, listening to God today, and she just gave a 
whole bunch of wonderful examples of uh, times that God spoke, uh, whether uh, audibly or in a dream or in a vision or through a burning bush. So many different creative ways that God talks to us. And so, Bev, where do we go from here? Well, I think what we need to say is there, we need to have a great deal of caution when we talk about this topic because there's been abuses in this I area. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll never forget um, a, a young friend of mine gave me this beautiful um, pen. Uh, and it was, you know, kind of an expensive little pen, but it was a gift to me. And I thanked her. It was beautiful. And like a week later, she shows up at my door and she says, God told me to take back the pen. Hmm. Okay. Here it is. Yeah. I And I've heard this before. People say, well, God told me this. God told me that. And um, as my husband so uh, well put it, he said, uh, how can you argue with them then? Mm-hmm. How can you have a different opinion? Game over. Checkmate. Really? Yeah. Really. So there needs to be caution when we talk about this topic. And I think it's always good to frame what you think you heard God say with I feel that God is calling me this way or is speaking this to me or show it in scripture. That that kind of settles the, the debate because then he did say it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But you, we do need caution. So I think it's important to ask ourselves now, uh, how do we hear God today? Yeah, that was in the Old and New Testament. Does he still speak today or has that line of communication been cut off after Revelation? Wouldn't we be the envy of first century Christians? We have the entire revealed Word of God in our hands. Mm-hmm. We do, and that's where we're going to start. Oh, good. So, how do we listen to the to God's um, voice? Well, the Bible, and this is everything is to be filtered through the Bible. It is the filtering factor that everything that you think you're hearing must be filtered through is the Bible and what the Bible says about it. Remember what we call the Bible, Bill? The Word of God. Mm -hmm. It's God speaking to us. Jesus himself was called the Word. Jesus, what he has said, what God has said in the Bible is the most important um, thing that we have uh, been gifted with, really, uh, to have these scriptures and to have God speak. And people say, well, he doesn't necessarily speak directly on, should I take this job or should we have another baby or whatever you're questioning. However, there are principles. There, I believe there is a principle for almost every situation in life in the scriptures. So if you can't find it specifically, we're going to talk about some ways that you can seek God to hear his voice on some of those more specific ways. But most things, uh, we can find it in the Bible. So we don't have to wonder what God's will is. We don't have to wonder what God is saying on a lot of these hot topics today. It's really clearly marked out in scripture. Psalm 119, which is a wonderful, it's the longest psalm in the Bible. It talks about all the wonderful attributes of God's word. And I'm just going to read a few verses here from the uh, first few verses of that psalm. Blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his statues and seek him with all their heart. They do no wrong, but follow his ways. You have laid down precepts that are to be fully obeyed. Oh, that my ways would be steadfast in obeying your decrees. So it's God's word that really backs us up. I asked my daughter-in-law how she hears God, and she does teach a Bible study. And she said to me, well, sometimes God starts to speak to me about a particular thing or topic, and I keep hearing it, and then I start seeing it in the word, and I really feel that that really kind of confirms to me that God is speaking. 
Jesus in his temptation with the devil. What did he use to fight temptation? To to know if what he was hearing was from God or not. He refuted Satan's lies with the word of God. So he was going to just listen and just repeat what God had said. Also, visions and dreams in Daniel. Sometimes God, you know, has a way of doing this. I know I've heard story after story of this happening in the Middle East, where people who have really no knowledge of God will have this person, Jesus, appear to them and will direct them to go to find this other Christian. Things like that have been happening uh, for a long time and to many people. Um, Visions and dreams, I think, are a little more unusual. I've never had um, a spiritual dream, but I have had a vision. And I didn't know I was having a vision at the time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I was teaching God's word in a church sanctuary filled with women. And I looked at the very back of the sanctuary and I saw back there a figure, a woman, obviously, but totally in black. And she was like levitating across the floor just smoothly. And she started at one end and walked back out the other doors. And after I just prayed, Lord, that doesn't look like a good thing. So I just prayed for protection and went on. So I asked my administrator who was sitting right in front of where this woman walked, I said, who was our black lady visiting us this day? Who was she? Did you talk to her? This woman dressed in black. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I asked, did you talk to her? And she said, I never saw anything like that. That is so weird. Isn't it? But it wasn't because I'm anybody special. It was God's call to pray. Mm. The church went to prayer, we as a Bible study went to prayer, that something that wasn't good had an influence that had to be prayed against. We still don't understand it all, but it it truly was the only time I've ever had anything close to visions or dreams. But God does speak, and he was speaking to us that day for prayers for protection. And Bev, I mean, if you are teaching 500 women the Word of God, I would imagine there's going to be opportunities for the enemy to have some kind of spiritual attack at some point. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And in a church. I don't, I don't see a demon in every bush for <laughs> no. sure. I don't think you do either. Oh, no. And this is maybe a once in a lifetime exactly. thing you experienced. It is. It has been. Mm-hmm. I have had none since. Yeah. Um, sometimes ama- I'm amazed at how I can miss things when mm-hmm. other people see things spiritually so clearly. So it was very unusual. And it took me off guard because I thought everybody saw it. That's what that was what really threw me. Um, Another way that God speaks to us is through the Holy Spirit. John 16 talks about um, the Holy Spirit coming, and uh, Jesus mentioned that he was coming. He said in John 16, but when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. So we know that the Holy Spirit was promised and that when we receive Christ, we become filled with the Spirit and the Spirit now lives within us. It's the very presence of Jesus and the Father all together in us right now. So God is in us, the Holy through the Holy Spirit, and I believe that he guides us and he will put thoughts into our head at a time when it's important either for ourselves or for someone else. A couple of examples. Um, My husband and I were in a church recently, and um, we were sitting next to the pastor's wife, and we had known that they had gotten into a car accident, and the car was, they were all okay, but the car, they didn't have the funds, you know, now they've got to pay back, they've got a a big, um, 
what do you call that that you have to pay first? Uh, deductible. Deductible. Mm-hmm. We had a big deductible. So we're just going to church with no- nothing really on our mind. But as the church service went on, um, my husband, Paul, felt that God was calling us to give a, a, a generous gift to this pastor and his wife for this situation. And so we told them a little bit later that we were going to do that for them. And what's so fascinating is she said, during church, I was just sitting there praying, asking God, God, you've provided for us before. Will you provide for us again? And she was thinking, I worked all week, and now that's all gone for this. So she was pouring out her heart at the same time. My husband, the idea came into his mind. Now, this is clearly, clearly the Holy Spirit at work. Mm -hmm. Both were happening in that scene at the same time. Um, Another friend of mine, her husband is a person who gets up in the morning and spends a lot of time just being silent before the Lord. Um, And at one point, he had received a lot of fruit, so more fruit than what he and his wife could eat. And so he was just asking the Lord, what should I do with this? I, I feel I want to share it with someone. And God directed him to a particular home in South Minneapolis. He went to the door. He felt rather foolish with these arms full of fruit. And he rings on the doorbell, answers it, and said, you know, I know this seems a little strange, but I feel that I've been directed to bring you this fruit. And she said, I was just on the floor praying with my kids that we could have food. Wow. Again, the work of the Holy Spirit. Another thing, our daughter, um, maybe five, six, seven years ago, we were all going to go up to our cabin and meet as a family. And she had been sleeping and woke up at 1030. And she thought, I have to pray for my brother and his wife and four kids right now because they're on their way. I have to pray. So she prayed, went back to sleep. The next morning when they did safely arrive, they told us that they encountered a car coming directly head on to them. It was very late at night in their lane. They don't even know quite how they avoided it. Mm-hmm. And it was the exact time that Amy was woken up to pray mm. for her brother. So do you think God is prompting us with these alerts? These, I do. I these, do. These moments of awake and prayer and prayer that feels like comes out of somewhere that you can't identify. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know what? It's it's often not about us. It's often about... I don't think it's ever about us, is it? Reaching out to yeah. someone else, loving someone else, helping someone else, praying for someone else. When we wake up in the middle of the night and someone's on our mind, pray. That could mm-hmm. be the Holy Spirit. Yeah, not to, not to fight that wake up in the middle of the night, but to say, maybe God has got me up for a very specific reason. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm so curious if there's listeners that have had an experience like that, I think it'd be fascinating to hear your experience. If you want to send me a text, let me know what it is. I find this discussion fascinating. 877-933-2484. Again, 877-933-2484. We'll take a little break. And you know, you keep mentioning your your husband, Paul. He's such a great guy. You should bring him with you some one of these times. I will do that. All right. Let's take a little break. We'll be right back with Beverly Canaris. Mm-hmm. 
back to the show. Beverly Canaris is in studio. We're talking about listening to God, hearing his voice. Maybe you get woken up in the middle of the night and God's prompting you to pray for somebody. And that's the case, Bev. Here's a, a listener who said on October 27th, God woke me up at four in the morning. I had planned to just get up and go to church and head back to my hometown, but God told me to go see my brother who had Parkinson's, and I prayed with him, and he received Christ as his Savior. Three weeks later, he died. I'm so thankful that I obeyed the Lord's calling. There you go. Mm -hmm. What a beautiful example of that Holy Spirit in her prompting her. God was going to use her Mm -hmm. in a mighty way. So here I am, another listener. Janet said, I'm waiting in in line for the grocery checkout. I started um, thinking of names of people who might need prayer, and my sister's name came out right in my mind. Later, I find out she needed prayer exactly at that moment. Example mm-hmm. after example. I'm so glad your listeners are really picking up on, on how that Holy Spirit really works in their lives. It's, it's glorifying to the Lord yeah. to share these accounts. Yeah. Well, I want to encourage listeners to keep sending us your stories, 877-933-2484. How you were prompted by the Holy Spirit to respond or to do something or to pray in a way that resulted in something you can share We'd love to hear, again, 877-933-2484. Bev, let's uh, talk a couple more ways in which God speaks to us. Well, we started out with the Bible. Yes. Of course, that that is the bottom line you and the sister right. of everything else mm-hmm. that we're hearing. Visions and dreams, the Holy Spirit. But then he also speaks to us through other people. So often, as I'm hearing a sermon or a podcast or, or reading something, God speaks to me through that other person. Um, it can be very helpful to us to have someone in our life who we can kind of um, uh, bounce it off of another way, you know, do you think that this could be God on my life? Um, so other people can help kind of give you direction. Your mentor can help you do that. Uh, Apostle Paul, he was confirmed in his call when Ananias came to him and laid his hands on him and prayed for him. So it can be a confirmation from other people. I know when I started teaching, I thought, I can't teach. I can't even speak in public without feeling nauseous. So I didn't even want to speak in my little small group. But other people started to mentioned that to me, and that was very helpful in discerning God's will for my life. And then the last one, a big category here, the way God speaks to us, is, of course, through circumstances. Uh, The Apostle Paul went to Philippi, and there was no synagogue there, so he went down to the river where, if there were any Jews in the land, there would be someone down there who was Jewish. And they come across Lydia, who was not, she was just described as a worshiper of God. So Lydia was there. She, God opened her heart and he led her to Christ. Very exciting to see that. Um, Another story from my own family is um, one of my children was questioning which schools their children should go to. And um, this person prayed, Lord, show me, you're going to have to drop it in my lap if they are to change schools. And so literally that same week, a call came that all three of their kids got into a particular school where they didn't before. So within the same week, don't tell me God's not speaking through circumstances. Um, we're sure he is. God has spoken to the people in the Bible, but you know what, Bill? A lot of times they didn't listen, and mm-hmm. a lot of times we don't listen. Um, if you look at Psalm 81, which is really a powerful verse, <laughs> uh, several verses here from the Lord. Psalm 81, verses 8 through 16. I won't read all of that, but hear my people and I will warn you, if you would only listen to me, Israel, 
You shall have no foreign God among you. You shall not worship any God other than me. I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of Egypt. Open wide your mouth and I'll fill it. But my people would not listen to me. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own devices. If my people would only listen to me, if Israel would only follow my ways. So really there's in that psalm, there is embedded in there some reasons why we all stop listening to God. Um, we may we, we refuse to listen, number one. You know, we just don't want to hear what God has to say about the topic or about our life. Uh, we're not interested. We're dull. We're dead to God. Uh, idolatry. They were worshiping other gods. That's certainly when something else is number one in your life, that's going to hinder your ability to hear God. They would not submit in verse 12. They had stubborn hearts. They wanted to follow their own ways. That is a real common reason we don't really listen to the Lord. We don't want to sit quiet and listen to him. Um, Afraid, and this again is not a good thing, because you don't need to be afraid of God speaking to you or his will for you. It is always going to be to, um, to help you to grow, to be more like Christ. He's going to speak to you about reaching out and serving others. So it's... It's something that we can be hindered in by those different things. Now, today, as we refuse to listen, we can do that through grieving the Holy Spirit. Scripture says in Ephesians 4.30, that is, of course, by sin. We grieve the Holy Spirit, and he grows quiet on us for living in consistent, unrepented sin. Um, Even husbands are warned in the scriptures, don't be harsh with your wives or your prayers will be hindered. So sin does hinder prayer. Not knowing the Bible will hinder your ability to listen to God, either not knowing it or ignoring it that you do know it, being too busy. You're never still. You never hear that small voice. Sometimes that's why God wakes us up, because we're finally still. Or a lack of prayer, not connecting with him one-on-one, wanting my own will and so avoiding consulting God. Or a lack of faith that God even wants to speak to you. You think that sounds just crazy. But let me tell you, He wants your ear. He wants you to know him and his will more than you want to know it. Mm -hmm. So if you just keep that that in mind, God wants to communicate with me more than I want to even communicate with him. And remember, this is not just listening to God and hearing him speak to you. It's not just for the super spiritual. Every child of God has a father who wants to spend time with them, who wants to speak with them. So this is for everyone, everyone. So, you know, just asking the audience, you know, what are some ways God has spoken to you in the last month? Have, have you been listening at all? Have you heard anything? What has he been saying to you? Have you been reading your Bible? How would you test to see if God is speaking to you? And this is another very important part of this topic. I think anytime you think you've heard something from the Lord, I think it's important to kind of run it through these questions mm-hmm. um, before you make any... A little litmus test. A little litmus yeah. test. Uh, and of course, you know, we mentioned, does it agree with the Bible? Mm-hmm. We know there. the importance of that. Everything we think we're hearing from the Lord has to go through that sieve. Everything. Um, Another question to ask is, will this build up my faith and the kingdom of God? Because when God speaks, those are his goals. He's building his kingdom. He's, he's um, building up our faith. Is this a repeated message? Sometimes that's the way God gets our attention. We hear it again, 
And again, have you ever been, Bill, like convicted once and you kind of, yeah. You're able to brush it off once. Maybe brush it off, but you keep hearing it and mm-hmm. you keep hearing it until yeah. finally God gets your attention. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a common experience. Do you hear a repeated message? This could be God's voice. Mm-hmm. Um, has this been confirmed by God's people or family members? You know, my husband, my good Christian friends, I have a prayer group. When I pass things through them, I really get a feel for, is this really God calling me to this or is it just this? Um, they're a safety net for me as well. Not only the Word of God and these other things, but those close, trusted Christian friends. Now, sometimes you might be asked to do something that they won't understand, and you may have to just charge ahead alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a rare thing. I think that most of the time it's the church. It's it's the body, the fellowship of believers can be a real safety net for you and understanding if it's God speaking to you. Also, do I see confirming circumstances? Those circumstances is is God, you know, opening those doors. Um, sometimes we can get these ideas and think that God is calling this or that in our life. And there's really nothing there to confirm it. So what, what do you do in that situation? Well, for me, I would just tuck that away and say, God, that's either going to wax or wane. I read that years ago, so it's an old English, but it's either going to pick up steam and it's going to start to come into fruition or it's just going to fall off the cliff, mm-hmm. right? So um, sometimes those cons- confirming circumstances uh, are a long time coming as well. You can get someone, God can plan a vision to be a missionary in a child's heart at a very young age or a pastor. True. And then, you know, it it lays dormant for years and years and years, and then he will bring it to fruition at his right time. Or else as an adult, they repent and they realize I've, I missed what God called me to do. Mm-hmm. I wasn't listening. I didn't follow what he asked me to do. And then another important question to ask yourself if you need to test yourself is, does it deviate from the historic teachings of the Christian church? You hear a lot of this today in um, saying that it's God's will or this is uh, God's okay with this or with that. Uh, the historic teachings of the church are very important to back up what you think you're hearing from the Lord. Do you think the Lord has changed his mind on some of these moral issues? No. Yeah. But some people can convince themselves mm-hmm. that those historic teachings over 2,000 years, 4,000 years for the Old Testament, are nothing. And that what they think, what they feel, God is saying them today about their own life is okay. And they disregard that. And that is a real danger, danger, danger um, in thinking that you've heard from God. How about I read a couple of comments that have come in? I would love that. I All love right. hearing the, the well, accounts I, I of how too. God's speaking to how people. How about this one, Bev? God wakes me up when my diabetic child has a high or low glucose number. Oh, I got chills. <laughs> yeah. I got chills. Again, it's waking her up to care for someone. Beautiful. Here's uh, Jan wrote in and said, I had a spiritual dream about 10 years ago. I had a major decision to make in my life, and I was afraid to make the wrong decision. The dream was me stepping off a cliff, and as I started to fall, these invisible arms caught me and carried me all the way down to the bottom and set me on a surface that was soft and gave me a kiss on the cheek and went away. I took that as a message from God to not be afraid and to take the leap of faith that I needed in order to make this decision. The dream was the most amazing real-life experience that I've ever had, I rarely remember dreams, but this one was so vivid and so clear, and I actually felt the dream physically. 
Oh, I've got tears in my eyes. It's really sweet, isn't it? Oh, I tell you, you, you just know in your heart when God has spoken to you in some special way like that. Mm-hmm. Um, another message, uh, Sean L. said, I'm listening to this segment on hearing from God. Back in March, I was in a car accident. Before the accident, I had a feeling I couldn't explain. And my heart was pounding and my stomach was in knots. I grabbed my belongings and got in my car to drive home. On the way home, I called my mom and tried to explain the weird feeling that was going on. I pulled over in tears and started to pray with her, but it would only settle things, not get rid of it. I continued to drive on the highway in Florida. I felt an uneasiness and I rolled my vehicle. The moment before I rolled my car, I looked out my window of my driver's side and saw my brother's car. It seemed like we were racing. My mind was confused and I didn't know what was what or what was real. I rolled my car several times off the highway and didn't think I was alive or how I could have survived. I climbed out of the sunroof and walked to the highway. I looked and saw a car coming my way and I froze and didn't know if the, who the car was. I mean, this is like people have these emotional uh, moments that are pivotal and yeah. it's like these feelings rush in. And maybe God's just saying, uh, I want you to listen right now. Pay yeah, attention be ready. to me right now. Be ready. Yeah. 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 It's, um, there's so much going on spiritually in this world that we really can't see. Yeah. One more quick, then we'll go to break. Jeff said uh, years ago, five years ago, I was on a Sunday. I got up to check on the snow and the weather, and I heard this voice, help me, help me. And there was an 85-year-old woman at the time, our, our neighbor, whose husband had recently passed away, was laying on her back. And I was able to get over there and help her up. And she was on her way to church waiting for her ride. But how, you know, you just feel prompted to go do one thing and then God reveals something else for you to do. Follow through. Yeah. Follow through on yeah. that. That is those. Uh, thank you, listeners, for calling yeah, in. Yeah, those are great. Blessed Let me, me take a little break. Beverly Canaris is in the studio. We're talking about hearing God's voice. And I certainly appreciate all the input that I've gotten from listeners. Fascinating stories. Thanks for sharing. Again, we have time for one or two more, 877-933-2484. Thank you for joining me today. I'm I have Beverly Canaris in studio. She taught Bible study fellowship for 30 years, and now she is doing a lot of mentoring and um, still loves to teach the Bible. And she's here talking about hearing God's voice. And I got another one that came in, Bev, but I think do we have time for one more. Sure. Yeah. This was interesting. I had a spiritual dream while at a friend's cabin. I had to get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. And I got up and looked towards the door, and there were appeared to be two angels by the door. So I woke up my wife and asked her if she saw them. And she said, no, I couldn't see anything. So uh, a couple of things were shown to me, including the day my brother and me prayed in the kitchen of our parents' house. And I gave my life to the Lord, along with me being told to quit drinking hard alcohol. As I gave uh, and asked God for longevity to see my grandchildren's children. So I have been blessed with family and friends. And I know God is my savior. Mm -hmm. You do hear about those angelic appearances. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I think it might be a great way to kind of end our time here together today to just to, um, first of all, talk about some suggestions on how we can make ourselves available, more available to really be listening to God. We don't want to be like the, the Israelites were in Psalm 81, verses 8 through 16, where he said, you wouldn't listen to me. My people won't listen to me. My people won't listen to me. So here's some suggestions. First of all, ask questions. David did a lot of asking questions to the Lord. He would inquire of the Lord, should I go up and do this? Should I do this? Or should I do that? And the Lord was very specific with him as he inquired. So think about that. Listeners, what do you want to ask the Lord today? What's Mm -hmm. a burning question for you? Ask him questions. That causes you to wait in expectancy for an answer. Can I jump in with a a comment or a question regarding to what you just said? Of course. Yeah, good, good. It's your show, Bill. Uh, I know, I know, but I (laughs) I want to get permission from you. Um, I'm just tuning into this conversation. Um, What is the difference between hearing God's voice and the Holy Spirit's leading? Well, both would be considered God's voice. Of course. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I don't think there's a difference. No, I I would agree. Uh, uh, Sometimes, you know, people will say they felt God speaking to them, and, you know, they... They always usually qualify not an, uh, an, uh, something that could be heard with the outside ear, only something inside of them. Mm-hmm. Although there have been accounts of people hearing something audibly, but um, I, I just think, you know, again, caution and yes. sift it through the word. Uh, so the first one was then ask questions. Second one, be willing to wait. God doesn't rush. So some of these questions, like Job, never did get answered. Mm-hmm. But you still ask them. You still seek him. Read the Bible. And be expectant. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of God dwell in you richly. Spending time with God in his word and in prayer, you begin to recognize his voice as you get to know his character. John 10 says, His sheep will know their voice, his voice. Mm -hmm. His sheep will know his voice. Um, Sometimes I'll hear women tell me that they hear a lot of very harsh accusations. You're not a good mom. You're this. You're that. You know, just you're this fill in the blank, Mm -hmm. and they feel terrible about themselves. Is that from God? No. I ask them that. Who's that from? What's Satan known as? The accuser. Who are you? You're a child of God. He loves you. He's got the best interest in mind for you. You are trying to do your best here. Um, I tell you, the lies that can be thrown out, and that's another voice we shouldn't listen to. Another thing helpful in, in hearing God speak to us is getting still, of course. Some people I know are very good about practicing this, where they just wait on the Lord. They have a time in their their daily time with the Lord where they just sit and they wait and they think. Maybe they're thinking about a particular verse they've read. Um, They just give God some space, some time to let him speak to them. Uh, Habakkuk 2, verse 1 says, I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me. So here he has this stance of listening, waiting um, on the Lord, being still, waiting for God to speak. Another way that we can encourage to hear God's we can encourage to hear God's voice is, of course, prayer. Be honest with Him, open with Him, be faithful in prayer. When you've got a good communication going between the two of you, you're going to recognize His voice. You're going to know when He's speaking to you. You're going to have Scripture jump off the page to you. Um, you have a relationship with him. You're going to know him. You're going to know his voice. But being faithful in prayer takes a lot of discipline and time. Another way to hear God's voice is being willing to surrender to him. In other words, this is something that should be settled ahead. 
if you're asking these questions, Lord, guide me to just this right or whatever that is your will for me, you need to settle in your mind even before you get the answer that you're going to obey him. Mm -hmm. This was the problem why Psalm 81 is written like that. They didn't obey. They they wanted to go their own way. So if you are you have to be willing to be surrendered to him in order to hear correctly. When we're clinging to our own desires, we are not going to get the clarity we want to hear from him. Because we're so clouded with our own thing, wanting mm-hmm. our own way. Another helpful thing and suggestion for hearing God's uh, speak to us is to reject the world's patterns that conflict with God's revealed word. Remember, our minds are to be transformed by the word of God, by Christ in our mind. And as they're transformed, we will know the will of God. So don't be overly influenced. Um, I I love the Phillips versions. Don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's, that's one way to listen to is just to reject some of the obvious worldly way that they're thinking, very often God's ways are opposite. Another thing for a suggestion would be to uh, check what might be blocking your hearing. Is there some uh, unconfessed, unrepented sin or a perpetual way of life that is hindering you from hearing God speak to you? Look for those blocks. Look for the the idolatry. Look for the self-will. Look for the ignoring of God and his word and prayer. Another suggestion would be to journal. This is really, I have to say, this to me is my most important way that I hear from God. I read the Bible in the morning and then I journal for just a few minutes, maybe five to ten minutes. I I write down the verse that God really spoke to me about. Then I write out a prayer, what I thought he said to me. And that really, really helps me to feel like, ah, I've heard from God today. it, It develops an intimacy with him. Also, another suggestion would be to have a mentor or a friend that you can trust, that you can, that will pray with you and will help you to discern if you're hearing the word, if you're really hearing from God. And realize, too, when you are seeking God's voice, that sometimes there may be more than one way. Uh, Again, we often like pigeonhole God that there's only one absolute, absolute for, you know, putting on your shoes or one absolute that, but maybe there's three or four choices that God would have you do, and you get to choose. So sometimes there's more than one way. I know not everybody might agree with that, but I, 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 I believe God gives us some freedom here. Um, also, another thing to keep in mind is his voice may be very different from your original thinking. It mm. might surprise you. you. It might be option F. Right. You've never even thought about option F, Right. Um, don't assume you're going to know how God's going to answer you if you're asking these questions and seeking to hear from him. You know, some people like to finish people's sentences because they just know what they're going to say, right? Yeah, well, we don't want to finish God's work in our life. He has, he has the plan. Another suggestion would be to accept the fact that you may not always understand or get it right. Some people are afraid of, you know, asking God questions and things because they, they're afraid they're uh, somehow they're going to be disappointed in God because he's not going to answer. Mm-hmm. So um, that can keep us uh, from really seeking to hear from the Lord. But just accept it. You're not always going to. We are human. We are fallible. We are flesh. And you know what? Another thing we need to be aware of, we may not hear anything. Sometimes we can ask these questions and seek God, and there just is no real answer. And some of those things are just going to be answered in heaven, I guess. Mm -hmm. And maybe when you see him, the question will fall away into nothing. And we can know that he heard our prayer 
and it's registered with him, then the answer may be in glory. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you need to understand these things as you seek to um, hear the Lord speaking to Mm -hmm. you. Um, Also, know that there's more than just getting answers from God in this idea of uh, having, you know, listening to God. It's also for fellowship. It shows an openness to God, a willingness to listen. Listening to God reveals a longing for intimacy with God. Mm-hmm. So listening to God, we mature in our faith. We grow more Christ-like. We leave our self-centered life and are directed to love and serve God and to serve others. We've got time for a couple more listener input. A listener said, one day God whispered in my ear saying, I did not die on the cross for you to live in fear and dread. Oh, yay. He really, <laughs> Love it. really opened my mind to consider blind spot areas in my life where fear and dread were holding me back. Another gentleman said, between 2000 and 2014, I spent many nights pacing and praying after being awakened by the Holy Spirit. My daughter moved to Malaysia to go to high school and my son was stationed in Iraq for 10 years. Now I hear about uh, what they were protected from. Oh, it's beautiful, wow. isn't it? It's, it's powerful. Yeah. That powerful. wraps up our time, Beverly. Thanks so much for coming in. This has been a wonderful topic. It has. I can see it's of great interest to your listeners as well. Indeed so, it is. You know, Lord, just pray. Lord, make my thoughts your thoughts. Yeah. Thank you so much for uh, being here today. Beverly Canaris has been my guest. And if you missed any of this, you're going to want to go to MyFaithRadio.com. Check out the podcast. And that's our show for the day. Thanks for listening and supporting Faith Radio. Our winter uh, campaign starts tomorrow, which we're very excited about. But as you lay your head on the pillow tonight, know that God is loving you and working out his great plan in your life. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.